February 6th, welcome back to Edgework. I'm Zach Phillips, joined here today by Alex Moretto, Matt Russell. We got eight NHL games ahead of us here tonight, so we'll break those down, answer questions from the chat as well, get into what went on on the ice last night for us as well. But before we can get into any of that, I do want to remind people that today's show as always, is sponsored by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to help you do so. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props so that you can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Make sure to download the app today. It is available on iOS, Android, as well as on the web. So if that's how you prefer to sign up, no judgment there. Head on over to the web, sign up for Bet, the BetStamp app. As well, if you are looking to sign up for new sportsbook accounts, you can head over to betstamp.app slash edgework. That's betstamp.app slash edgework. You can find that link in the description of the show or just go and type it into your search bar right now on a separate tab. Obviously, don't leave this one, but a separate tab and you can sign up for new sportsbooks. It does help support us here uh, on the Edgework show. We do appreciate that. But boys, one and two last night for the crew. It's a okay way to get back into things. We lost the half unit play there, so it's not as much damage as possible. But uh, I mean, talking about damage done, Matt, you're just returning from from the beach from an all inclusive. How much damage was done there? Oh, probably too much, my friend. I am uh, I'm <laughs> hashtag no longer built for this. Uh, I uh, yeah, it's you know you, you want to believe that you're younger than you are. I think that's uh, the case for all of us in general life no more than when uh, alcoholic beverages and uh, food are sort of at your uh, at your disposal at any given moment um shout out to my girl rosie over in the spa uh she went on a <laughs> fact-finding mission on my back uh that was the highlight of the trip um really starting you know figuring some things out she took you know at one point she said hey did you get uh did you get hit with a baseball uh when you're eight years old and i'm like yes and she's like well i found it right so she's she's finding all the <laughs> All the in the deep recesses of my uh, of my physical memory, she was uh, getting the elbows in there. Um, my wife and I did the did the couples massage, and she went with the relaxation. I went with the tension relief. So she's over there getting basically tickled for an hour, and I've got you know a Mexican woman on you know straddling me with an elbow like directly <laughs> so deep into my back that I think she was at one point massaging my heart. And I was like, my aorta, my aorta is fine. We don't need to worry about a left ventricle situation here, Rosie. So if you could just get off me for five seconds, that'd be great. Um, but anyway, I uh, missed you guys. Um, we did catch a winner last Tuesday with the Sharks yes. at plus 200. I believe the first ever international uh, plus 200 underdog given out <laughs> um, on the Hammer Betting Network. So um, I'll, I think my plaque should be here any day now to, for that award. Um, it's in the mail. Yeah, pumped, uh, pumped to be with you guys here, talking hockey. We're talking hockey, correct? Not the Super Bowl. That's that's it's the hockey, yes. hockey that we're talking. Fair enough. Yes, the Super Bowl would be over on the Forward Progress channel if people are looking for that. We got props extravaganza kicking off tomorrow at twelve o'clock, twelve to five p.m. So you won't want to miss that. Head on over to the Forward Progress channel. But Matt, that sounds like a relaxing relaxing week for the most part there and i mean i don't know how relaxing moretto's all-star break was considering that he had to shake hands and kiss babies he was hanging out with justin bieber he was drafting players at the all-star draft like seemed like a pretty busy one for you there moretto how did you enjoy the all-star festivities yeah um my uh my body kind of shut down on me good timing for that with the uh with the all-star break <laughs> i pretty much just went through the ringer these last six days of uh of the flu and um bouncing back just in time for hockey to come back so yeah pretty much the darkest weekend of the year in my opinion with uh with no hockey um no football uh just uh yeah. just a tough go of it pretty good time to get sick or bad time to get sick depending how you think about it but also you know i mean pretty eventful uh several days i had no mexican uh woman straddling me like uh like russell <laughs> did but um you know i uh, <laughs> put it that way sounds a lot different <laughs> But, uh, you know, I mean, Lisa Ann got arrested. Uh, pretty crazy there. Um, Toby Keith, you know, rest in peace, Toby Keith. Too bad uh, yep. to hear that this morning. And, uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty happy to be back. Let's put it that way. Pretty happy that we got the pucks back. And uh, happy for my boy Pierre Engvall for netting that GWG last night and for my boy Cal Clutterbuck for uh, giving John Tavares the business. Um, just an all-around great day to be at Islanders fan. Okay, briefly before we get into the games here, these video tributes are out of control. 
Pierre Engvall, who played 200 games for the Leafs in over four years, is getting video tributes in Toronto. This is, what are we doing? Like, why? Why is this happening? I'm not even just complaining because this is like, oh, it happened in Toronto or whatever. This is league-wide. You're playing 200 games for a team. Unless you went there and you won, like, two Stanley Cups for the Chicago Blackhawks in a three-year span and did that, like... What are we doing? Why are we honoring the third, fourth line player who was in and out of the lineup in the press box who got and happily traded away? Too. She hated him. <laughs> yeah, like, what are we doing? Why is this the case? These things are too liberal. We got to be handing these out for, like, important things. It's like when people are having the conversation of uh, jersey retirement. So you're going to retire the guy's jersey. Well, like, he just played here for a while. Like, it's not really like he did, like, anything spectacular in his time here. We don't need to retire everyone's jerseys. Okay, well, I don't know. Note to self: If I had missed one more show and expected a, a video <laughs> tribute on my return, uh, I shouldn't expect that. So I'm, I'm going to make a note that just miss one show because two <laughs> isn't going to be enough for a video tribute. That's I'm going to cut together like highlight. I'm going to cut together like a highlight montage for you when you return. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for coming out. Just yeah, Kings. I, just, I don't know. Just talking about the Kings throughout the entire year last year and. The, yeah Yeah, i don't know i just think it's just like everyone this is oprah like you get it you get a tribute you get a tribute you get a tribute like all right what we're we're taking it too far here not everyone needs a tribute but anyways one and two on the ice last night for those wondering that does bring us to 219 217 and five on the season that's a 6.6 percent roi over 430 bets placed this year we are up 29 units Let's continue that here today. Let's keep it rolling. Let's get back on the right track. We come out all-star break one and two, but now let's get it things corrected here. If people do have a question throughout the show, please send them in the chat there. We'll try to answer those as well as what So Money says. This is probably the most important thing to do right now. Imagine not smashing the like button when it's right there to smash it. it takes two seconds, hit that like button, help support the show. Let's get into it here today, boys, and let's first and foremost start with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguins hosting the Winnipeg Jets here tonight, and we're seeing currently the Winnipeg Jets plus 104, Penguins minus 110, and a total of five and a half right now. Moretta, what are your thoughts on where this total and the uh, and the line currently sit for this game? Yeah, I think we, uh, not to uh, spoil anything right off the bat here, but I think we might have a double best bet with the, uh, oh with, with the Igloos here. Um, I know we liked it a little bit more maybe when it was like uh, around minus 108 this morning, but uh, still, still very much in the playable range. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, this is a, this is a Penguins play. This is a, a Jets team that, I mean, good Jets team, but uh, a team that I'm maybe looking to sell on a little bit. I don't think the market is quite where it needs to be on the Penguins. Um, Pittsburgh, a team where like, obviously this is a little narrative based here, but uh Pittsburgh, a team that I think is going to benefit a lot from this uh, all-star break, a bit of an older team that kind of you can see sort of fades a little bit in games. Um, Getting that week off, I think is going to be big for them too. And just to sort of recharge and refresh here. And uh, yeah, I I hate to fade the Jets in Sean Monaghan's debut, but uh, unfortunately it's going to have to happen here because uh, yeah, selling on the Jets here and buying, buying up some penguins with my, uh, with my disgusting brother. Well, yeah. yeah, and it doesn't feel that disgusting, thankfully, because mm. you know you mentioned sort of the narrative element, and I, I'll, I'll I'll second that notion a little bit, um, in part because you know I the way I look at the NHL season, right, is I kind of look at it in three different parts, right? You have the first like November portion, you leading up into the Christmas break, where it's just kind of like feeling out process, like who's good? Wait a minute, the Canucks are really good. You know, are the Oilers bad? Wait, no, they're not. They just you know needed to change the coach apparently. Though I'm not sure that guy's doing anything necessarily behind the bench, but that's for a different story, uh, a different day. You know, and then you get to the Christmas break, and everybody kind of you know has a you know it's not like it's some huge break necessarily, but it is a certain port in the calendar where you just kind of go, okay, like what has been going on for the start of the season, and in that portion of time, right? Like you know, Alex, I think you'll agree, like. Nobody was really loving the Penguins play all that much in that portion of the season. Then you get into this middle part, right, between the Christmas break and the All-Star break, and it's like kind of dog days type stuff, right? But at least you're sort of looking at the standings and going like, all right, like we should probably make a move here at some point. And then the Penguins record um, from a money line perspective, seven and seven in this sort of second portion of the program here. 
but they're seventh in the league in expected goal share at even strength, right? So to me, that's a team that's like playing much better than they were in that first section. And so when you get into this third section, half after having a significant break with the All-Star game, and you're looking at the standings and you're going, okay, we are not in the playoffs. You know, you look around in, that, in, in the dressing room and there's certainly enough guys in there who think they should be a playoff team or like we would think that this team should be in the playoffs. And so they are, you know, should be starting a push here for this third quadrant, which is obviously literally the stretch run here to the playoffs. So I'm expecting a big kind of, you know, segment here from the uh, from the Penguins here. And obviously they started, you know, kind of got that rolling here a little bit with their better play in the second segment. The results haven't necessarily been there because it's 7-7 on the money line, but three of those losses came in overtime. And I believe all seven of those are regulation uh, victories, if I'm not mistaken. But Anyway, point is, is like, you know, a couple of different bounces, right? And they could have been, you know, sort of 10 and four in that 14 game stretch and putting a little more pressure on Zach's Maple Leafs to even make the playoffs. And I think that's sort of the mission here for the Penguins. Again, a veteran team that can sort of recognize the mission. Whereas Winnipeg, you know, obviously they've had a great start to the season. You can, you know, they're in the first place in the division. I'm sitting here with a 10 to one Jets, you know, division ticket. And I'm like, come on, boys, hang on. And it's a little bit like watching the horse race where it's like, uh, it's not even so much that they're slowing down necessarily, but it's like Alex's stars and the Colorado avalanche are just like, just continuing to be strong. Right. And so, uh, you know, uh, hopefully one of those teams can sort of fall off so I can um, have sort of a one-on-one -on -one and be able to get out, off of this 10 to one ticket. Cause I don't think the jets are going to uh, win the division. And I think that probably starts tonight with the penguins being sort of underrated as a team that, you know, it's essentially a pick em game here. As Alex mentioned, it was, you know, I think as low as minus 108. That's when I bought it this morning. Um, you know, it's essentially a pick em against a team in the Jets here who, you know, again, very good team. They themselves fourth in, in this sort of second segment. But we're talking about kind of two top 10 teams here potentially going forward. You know, obviously the Penguins don't have the results looking back. But going forward, I think these are two top, you know, 10 teams here. And obviously with the home ice advantage element here, there's probably 3 to 4% of value here on the Penguins because, you know, as we sit back and as so many out there would do every single day, he would wake up in the morning during the All-Star break, look at the standings and, you know, feel <laughs> a lot of glee, right? I think, you know, a lot of people, as they were bored over the course of this past week, you know, Alex, while he's, you know, vomiting profusely, he's looking at the standings <laughs> going like... You know, oh man, the Jets, the Jets are really good. The Jets are really good. And it's like, honestly, the Jets are good. But honestly, I think the Penguins are pretty good here. So I think the discrepancy between these two teams, especially going forward, is is a lot smaller if if it even exists at all. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to take the Penguins here. Minus uh, 110 is certainly fine. Honestly, up to minus 120 is probably good enough for me as well. Well, there you go. Start off uh, coming out of the All-Star break with a bang. There we go. Double best bet on the first game of the day. So Penguins money line minus 110. Again, if you want to track all these bets, whether it's on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, or you want to look at the progress throughout this season, even dating back to next, uh, last year, you can find that over in the Bet Stamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. So check us out there. You can see all the picks that have been given out and see how we've done. And see, you can even break things out from whether it's money line spreads, totals, however you want to do so. But but let's head over to the next game here where we've got the Florida Panthers hosting the Philadelphia Flyers tonight. Florida minus 209, the Flyers plus 186 and a total of six. Now, I don't know if you guys saw this morning, but I, I saw videos of all the Panthers players rolling up to their new practice facility and all their tricked out golf cars and stuff. Moretto, does that have any uh, play any factor into your handicapping of this game tonight? Maybe if I had seen it um didn't know that was uh, didn't know that was happening um what's what are we looking at here with i think so we've seen panthers totals kind of be adjusted a little bit here just based on this number right now but uh still getting these sixes i think anything towards minus 115 um which is which is very widely available is uh good for me on the under um just again this is just panthers team that i'm I mean, offensively, not exactly a juggernaut, uh, good power play, but probably neutralized a little bit here by Philly's, you know, very, very good penalty kill. Um, but defensively, Florida is just as good as any team in the league right now. In fact, they are the best defensive team in the NHL the last two months. Um, those numbers have been even better over the last month. They are just giving teams nothing. And we've seen Philly as a team that is really ticking down offensively. Um, their numbers season long, are higher than what they are, you know, last two months, last month. Um, 
offense is starting to dry up a little bit for Philly here. And uh, against a very good defensive team in Florida, don't expect those to suddenly tick back up. My only kind of concern here is the fact that uh, Urson has been struggling a little bit since um, since kind of taking over full time. Ultimately, I think he'll be fine. But uh, yeah, I just don't see Philly generating enough here and still a good enough defensive team to sort of limit the damage uh, Florida can do. So yeah, under six towards minus 115, anything minus 115 or better is a uh, play for me here. All right, well, the minus 115s are pretty widely available. You can see some minus 12s out there as well, minus 111s on Pinnacle. Uh, so make sure to check that out. Make sure to have different sports books available to you so you can get the best price. But we'll grab the under six minus 111 there. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts on this game tonight? Anything yeah, no you're trying to get involved in? No, nothing to necessarily argue, though. Are, you know, are the Florida Panthers getting fat and happy with these golf carts? Like, something to think about. <laughs> um, no, I, I look at the it's, – it's really more about the Flyers, you know, as far as being interested in anything to do with this game and sort of checking to see where the Flyers are mentally. Um, obviously, a pretty significant situation there with, you know, Carter Hart, you know, leaving the team uh, for who knows how long and us talking about it a couple of weeks ago with the idea that Ursan like has this road paved to get into rookie of the year contention, right? It's like, here's your golden bricks, man. Like just follow the road at, you know, 30, 40, 50 to one here and have a good sort of finish to your season. You're going to get the net most of, you know, most of the time. And it hasn't really been all that great since he's taken over. And Alex, you know, you mentioned you're like, yeah, you should, you know, he should be fine. But like the reality is, as we talk about frequently on the on the show, with NHL goaltending or goaltending in general, it's like, how do we know, man? Like, how do we know? Like, it it, it just might not be any good because it's not like this guy's some you know household name that's been in the league for you know forever. He's literally a rookie. That's sort of the whole point of the conversation. And it's like, yeah, no, maybe he was just kind of pretty good when he was, you know started the season getting kind of the secondary starts and then kind of, you know, playing well enough in a small sample size to get the credit where people were like, Oh yeah, Carter Hart isn't even the best goalie on the team anymore. And it's not that big a deal. You know, if he leaves, it's like, well, if all of a sudden the workload goes up now we're coming out of an all-star break here where the workload is down, he should be fully rested. So I think that's probably a positive for Alex when it comes to the under. So I'm certainly not going to sort of bet against that, but yeah, I mean, a Philadelphia team that, you know, going into the season was expected to be what, like, you know, 15 to 20% below league average as a, as a team way outperformed in this small sample size. But yeah, if the offense starts to kind of dwindle down here, Owen Tippett was banged up towards the end of the, uh, you know, like I said, that second segment of the season, it's like, mm -hmm. if that dries up, if the offense dries up, like, would you be that surprised? It's not like it's a team, you know, it's one thing when you sort of do 40 or 50 games here and you kind of outperform your expectation, but like as the sample size piles up, right, I imagine they're probably going to get closer and closer to that original projection at the start of the season. It doesn't mean like they couldn't still make the playoffs. It doesn't mean they can't, you know, they don't have a good future. It just sort of means like a lot of times, our preseason projections are pretty close to correct. And it usually takes 80 games for that to kind of come to fruition. And I think the Flyers, unfortunately for them, are kind of this team, again, especially with some of the off-ice stuff and where all the pieces are now having to fit. They're just one of these teams that's like, yeah, would you be that surprised if they kind of finish the season here on like a 10 and 20 type, you know, 30 game run here to close it close it out it's like i, I kind of wouldn't be so um you know gotta watch out because the panthers are riding around in golf carts man like as if it isn't easy enough to kind of keep it breezy in florida in southern you know in south florida you know i i don't like it i don't like things are getting pretty comfortable they didn't even win the stanley cup they just made the stanley cup guys you got to have that edge you got to have that chip on your shoulder let's maybe walk to practice you know golf cart that feels well a little, paul murray uh, said he walked so listen, he's the guy I want taking the golf cart. <laughs> Why is he walking? Right? I need Kachuk. I need Kachuk on his feet. Oh, you gotta you gotta lead by example, no? I I, I guess. I don't know. Like I, to me, if I'm the coach, like I should be the one riding around on the cart yelling at people, and then all the other guys are the ones who are like, you know, striving to be cart people. You know, I strive to be a golf cart person. I'd love to yes. you know, retire and just drive around in a golf cart all the time. Right. And it's but those right big, now, you know, the three, three row ones and stuff. Yeah. Perfect. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Luxury. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, but right now at this point in my life, it's stay ready. Right. It's hashtag stay ready. <laughs> I might not be built. I might not be built for this, but I'm definitely staying ready. Staying ready. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So 
uh, I think the Panthers may not be ready. And, you know, that's concerning as somebody who's got a ticket on them to uh, come back here and uh, and win the division. So, yeah, a little bit concerned. Might have to go down and go down to South Florida and really sort of tighten things up because uh, Paul Maurice has those guys kind of running amok right now. And I know Alex, depending on what week it is, whether he thinks uh, Maurice is a good coach, um, you know, <laughs> might have an issue with that too. All right, well, the under six minus 111, we'll lock that in. Uh, continuing to move on, we got a couple more games here to look at that we have best bets in ourselves. So next up, we will go to the Washington Capitals game where they're hosting the Montreal Canadiens here. Washington minus 150, the Habs plus 136 right now, seeing a total of six, mostly available. You see a lot of five and a halfs out there as well at this time. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts on what we're seeing with this low total between these teams and where this money line is currently sitting? Zach, got to be honest with you, wasn't paying attention to the start of that. What game are we talking about? <laughs> i love That's the honesty <laughs> i appreciate it as well i love that he's just like montreal. these two teams he's like these two teams i was like god zach i was really hoping once he said matt in the middle of that <laughs> sentence i was like i was really hoping yeah. to say which two teams at the end there Sorry. but um yeah i could sit here and pretend like i was uh listening right off the start there uh okay montreal and washington here's my take on this um you know, and Alex can sort of help me out on sort of, you know, how, what the import level is from an implied winning win probability on a, you know, against a sort of average team that Gallagher and Monaghan no longer being in the lineup potentially have, right? And so I sort of had those guys kind of, you know, my starting point is like a 3% um, dip in their general win probability. But now we've got Kuznetsov being out for Washington. And so we've got kind of two sort of things here, balancing or unbalancing each other here, right? And so if I kind of consider it a wash, this, uh, you know, is around a fair price. But if Kuznetsov means that much more to Washington than, you know, the gallagher Monahan combo does in, in sort of one of their, if not their first game without, uh, without both of those guys playing, um, then, you know, Montreal sort of becomes a little bit more interesting here. But Washington in general, until this, you know, sort of news came out, has been a team towards, you know, the lead up to the all-star break and a little bit going forward is a team that I was actually interested in, in betting, right? They were a buy team for me. So obviously the news of Kuznetsov is a little um, concerning. Um, so it's probably a stay away in general, but I think kind of an interesting thing when it comes to those sort of pieces being in and out of the lineup. Well, Moretta, where are you at in terms of the valuation of those guys, what they mean to the line going out of, going out of the lineup uh, and where the total is currently sitting? Well, I'll tell you right now, you take away uh you take away three offensive players from the lineup and um i mean you're looking at an under here never mind just those three guys these teams kind of suck offensively to begin with uh don't really care about you know what winning percentage they offer i care about the fact that this like i mean montreal and, and washington are two of the worst offensive teams in the nhl they have been all season um now you're looking at a Habs team that is just just decimated like obviously no doc but they haven't really had doc all season new hook is not ready to come back yet gallagher suspended um monahan's been traded the impact of monahan will very much be felt on the power play as well less so five on five but also like i mean when you consider who's replacing him it will be felt five on five even though he's not the best five on five player because they at least had two lines when they were able to move slapkovsky down to play with monahan um at least two lines that have a little bit of a threat now you're going to move slapkovsky back up because you don't want to play with nobody uh, you're going to have the him Caulfield Suzuki line. And then second line is going to be, it's looking like without new hook back, Jake Evans, Jesse Elonen and Tanner Pearson. Um, I'm here to tell you that is not an NHL second line. Uh, I don't see how we're going to get goals in this game. This is just, this is just like two good goalies, two miserable offenses. Um, yeah, this, this shouts like two, one, one, nothing, uh, Getting a you know the six at minus one nineteen at penny is great. Um, five and a half plus money is good too, but I would much rather the uh, unless you're getting significant plus money. That six minus one nineteen at penny is good. Don't imagine that'll be there too long. Uh, it looks like the over took a little bit of money, which jokes on whoever did that. Um, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is this is gonna be a miserable, <laughs> boring game. Um, I mean, Jesus, I'm I'm gonna watch a game where like Brandon Jignac and Lucas Condotta are playing on like a third line. This is There's an no AHL team right real now. People. Outside of like seven players, this is an AHL team. Um, miserable. 
definitely could not bet on the Habs in this situation. Uh, would need a better price. I don't care who they're playing. Um, they, sure. uh, I, I wouldn't. They could be playing the Blackhawks right now, and I don't know if I would take this. So uh, yeah, this is uh, the tank is very much on in Montreal. We are on our way to. Uh, we are on our way to hopefully a top three pick. Um, get us there. Please get us there, and let's get a Jets first round playoff loss so we can get another higher pick. And uh, yeah. This is a pretty miserable time to have to watch Habs games for the last few months of the season. I don't know why I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. I just can't wait for us to get back into the tankathon here. We'll be running that da- daily, weekly, trying to get that going for you. It's going to be between oh, you yeah. and Alex B. It's it's going to be it's going to be an exciting one. I might even have to throw my name in the hat at that point and see what the see what the Leafs are up to. Uh potentially we'll be trying to get down there uh later yeah. on in the season, who knows? Who knows? We had two we had two centers on the roster once we traded Monahan with like these good the guys that are injured and stuff. It was Jake Evans and Nick Suzuki. Nick Suzuki is basically going to play like 40 minutes a night and they're just going to destroy him. They had to sign Jinyak from uh, the AHL because he was only on a an AHL contract. They needed to give him a pro contract over the All-Star break. So congrats to him getting uh, getting that NHL contract. Um, unfortunate for me that I have to sit here and watch this team. I think I think I speak for everyone in the chat um, when when I listen to Alex say all those people and I, I go, who? Who? Yeah, this is Matt. This is like when you're playing like Ooh. be a GM when you're a kid and you get too far down the road where now it's all those autofill players Made that are coming players, in. Yeah, yeah. This is there's, this is that. there's a lot of names of people that I don't understand and think I don't think those are real people. But I, maybe it's a, maybe you guys are playing a joke on me. I don't know. That would be really funny. <laughs> I would really enjoy it if I came on one day and you guys just started saying names of, of players like with a straight face and I just like kind of went along with it and was just nodding. It, like, yes. Yeah, man. That guy, you, like, good for him signing the deal. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, they are real people that will okay. be playing tonight, so you can turn it on and watch that. But uh, there you go. I another bet locked in the, <laughs> the under six. <laughs> well, they'll be on the ice. Uh, the the under six uh, minus one nineteen. We lock in there uh, yet again. I, I know. Find I those see over in the Sorry, Zach. I see it in the chat too that the six is gone. Um, yeah, I, that six was appeared for a very short period of time. I saw it on screen here too, and I I did hit it again too. But uh, five, there's five and a half plus money widely available, and that is that is more than fine. We're uh, we're good with that. All right, uh, I did lock in the six on the account. Um, Time gets everything. Up. Time yeah, gets everything. Yeah, so okay. if it's there, it's there. Um, that was a verified play that got locked in here for us. Uh, for us now, but Moreto saying the plus money, good. Good for those of you out there looking. And uh, our friend, the right wing fan, is asking, is the under six minus 125 playable? Would you go to that number there, Moretto? Um, Yeah, I would. Uh, I would play that. Um, that's that's fine. Uh, I would, if you're, unless you're getting like plus 105-ish maybe, on, I would maybe do the five and a half. But if you're looking at like a flat plus 100, um, then yeah, give me the under six minus 125. All right. And also for reference, JH says, quick fingers, Zach. Guys, this is, I've got, I had to get used to this now because whether it's the people in the chat or it's the people that we have coming on the show who are moving it themselves or moving it by giving these things out, days move fast. So when they come up on the screen and one of you guys, uh, uh, any of our analysts, Monday through Friday, says the play that they're giving out, I'm clicking it, pulling it off the screen, locking it in, and pulling the screen back up. Like these things are going in so that we have. It was there. I saw you guys move uh, them. I bet it as I was talking a little bit too. Um, also, we just got confirmation that Charlie Lindgren is starting for Washington, which is good news. And um, it's a little Charlie Lindgren revenge game. Only the real ones will know that he did play for the Habs for a while. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe you want to look at a little uh, Charlie Lindgren shutout for uh, for a point one unit or uh, point point five oh, wow. unit type of thing. If wow. you're uh, I, I, if you're into that sort of thing, we're not going to track him here necessarily. But uh, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't hate a Charlie Lindgren shutout bet tonight. Let's put it yeah. that way. Podcast only, right. right there. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm gonna yeah. cut this out of the YouTube. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Let's continue to move on here. But before we do, I want to remind people: if you're watching right now and you haven't already, hit that like button. We do appreciate all the support. But hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. Try to push this thing to 5,000 subscribers. I kept saying 2,500. That's too low. Let's aim for. Let's aim for 5,000. Let's hit 5,000 subscribers. We appreciate all the support. Like the stream, subscribe to the channel. Let's get it up here. Uh, it's a let's stretch go run, also. Zach. It's a stretch run, you know? Exactly. Let's we got to push hard. Up. 
Let's yeah. push hard. We're I get gonna be, it. We might be I making deadline deals here. I was watching the show in the first segment of the season. <laughs> all right? And I'm on it. But now yes. it's go time. All right? Moretto and I are taking calls like Albert might be on the way out. You might be having to look for replacements. Pizzola, could he be available? Ford progress, football season coming to an end. You never know. I don't, I don't know. Just stay stay tuned to the channel. That's all I could say. That's all I could say. But continue to move on here. We got more games to, to uh, cover. And one of those would include the Buffalo Sabres hosting the Dallas Stars tonight. Buffalo plus 137, Dallas minus 150, and a total of six and a half. Matt's. What do yeah. you make of these these stars yeah. and the Sabres game tonight? <laughs> it's uh, well, you know what? I guess yeah. Let's just play the clip. Let's play the clip. Let's just do it. All right. The disgusting brothers. Don't, don't call us that. Closest we could get to a disgusting brothers play. I know it's listen. It's a what plus one thirty five type deal here. Not exactly like the most hideous thing we've ever done in our lives. Uh, but we talked about like the Penguins being you know sneaky good in the second um, trimester of the season, the second segment of the season. I really need to come up with a better term for that. Yeah. Uh, yep. um, <laughs> yep. get to pregnancy. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen, as somebody who's never been that close to had to deal, thankfully, with a pregnancy, um, I, I will adopt this uh, that term and use it um, in sports uh, quite freely. Um, Sabres playing a little bit better than kind of everybody really thinks, right? This is a team that's 12th in that segment in expected goal share. I know that's not exactly like lighting the world on fire, and certainly the Stars have better numbers when it comes to that because, as Alex knows, as one of his 27 favorite teams, um, that the stars, you know, are, are in theory not to be trifled with. And honestly, this is probably a bad idea. But frankly, it just comes out, you know, my numbers say, like we're talking about, you know, plus 125 or better, essentially, than the uh, the Sabres need to be a play. Um, and, you know, and here we are. And so you sort of want to look back and go, okay, like, why, why am I being subject to this? That's the answer is that the sort of rolling um averages if you will on the sabers play lately have sort of brought them to a point where as a home underdog of kind of plus more than uh more than plus 120 uh they become a you know sort of a bet here at a two to three percent uh type edge uh and honestly most of that is just because like who wants to bet on the buffalo sabers not that many people who wants to bet against the dallas stars probably nobody else here you know and that's honestly a lot of the times where you kind of find at this point in the season you know a two percent edge uh the stars have gotten or excuse me the sabers have gotten incredibly unlucky when it comes to converting their high danger chances i think something along the lines i had this written down but it was like seven percent or something during that same segment so again you know you're driving play you're getting you know you're getting sort of better than 50% obviously uh, of the uh, of the play driving according to like expected goals for at even strength but you're not converting and maybe the Sabres are just never going to convert maybe they're just be bad and maybe it just doesn't happen tonight you know we don't see that sort of turn tonight that's certainly a reasonable possibility but when we're talking about playing you know one to two percent edges over a long period of time again something at plus 135 here on the Sabres at home is a play that unfortunately needs to be made and you know unlike some of these plus 200 disgusting brothers type deals right and you know zach you and i talked about this before this is sort of our age-old thing right it's like the sabers win this game you're gonna be like cool man they like sabers upset against yeah. the stars it's like probably feels like we should have gotten more for this right more than plus 135 and like honestly sometimes that's how you know it's a good bet where it feels like you should be getting more for it um, when we're only quote unquote getting plus 135, but you know, the numbers say what the numbers say. And they say, we're gonna get a little disgusting here in Buffalo. Well, we're going to grab the Sabres here tonight against the stars, Moretto stars. Uh, what do you make of this pick? Are you opposed to, uh, to Matt here? little treason uh, from Matt kind of <laughs> disgusting in and of itself, just for that alone. Um, no, I, uh, I, I yeah, think, uh, yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> I think everything you said makes a lot of sense. I have no real strong opinion of this game. Um, maybe the Sabres, you know, use the all-star break to kind of get their shit together a little bit. It has been like something of a tire fire over there. Uh, I, I Dallas is a team where I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago where like I was very much wanting to buy on this team um, over the, you know, the rest of the season, getting everyone kind of healthy, Heisken and back, Ottinger healthy and back, uh, just sort of getting all the pieces back into place. It feels like they're sort of primed to make a big run at this division title down the stretch. Uh, that being said, the fact that I'm not on this, you know, uh, stars here maybe says something too. Um, 
I think, yeah, decent spot to to potentially look elsewhere and grab a Sabres bet. But I have no uh, I have no play side or total here. All right, well, let's keep moving on. We got a couple more games to get to. The New Jersey Devils hosting the Colorado Avalanche tonight. New Jersey plus 101. The Avs minus 105 there. And a total of six and a half right now. Moretto, what are your thoughts on this game, side or total? Yeah, um, I this is like... I can't get the love for the Devils right now. This is still a decimated team. It's not like we're coming back from the break and they're getting all these reinforcements back. Um, they're getting no reinforcements back. Like maybe, maybe Thomas Noshek is coming back. Oh, like, I don't know. I don't know what sort of win oh. probability you want to assign to him. Uh, yeah. I've got him yeah, down as a zero. So yeah, I think that's a that fair number. So, uh, I mean, this is, this is just, they've been completely ravaged and they still are. Uh, I don't think this break has necessarily solved anything there. They're not playing fantastic hockey, but necessarily by any means, I know that this is a back-to-back for the avalanche, um, with travel technically, but like Jesus, it's down the road, uh, from right. you know, to, uh, Newark here. And, um, yeah, I mean, they also just are coming off like a week and a bit off where maybe back to back doesn't really mean as much when you're not playing, you know, every other night here, uh, they haven't played in over a week, you know, before yesterday. So I think the back to back sort of mitigates that a little bit. I know we're probably going to get a Noonan in that. Um, I was going to say, who is this gentleman? Like I saw yeah. this guy's name and I was like, I'm unfamiliar he's, with his. He's Uber. young. He's like, he's 23. He's Finnish. Uh, he's been playing in the AHL. He played a couple of games last year. He's not, he doesn't inspire confidence necessarily. That's for sure. Um, but neither does anyone that the Devils can trot out there. And it's going to be Vanacek who is been, you know, pretty piss poor himself this season. So like, yeah, I think we're getting a significant discount on the abs because of the fact that this is a back-to-back and they just went to overtime last night with the Rangers. Um, I will, scoop up that discount and I will, uh, I will take the abs here. Um, yeah, let's, let's say like minus 115 is widely available. So we'd probably go up to around there. There was uh they were just bet down a little bit, but it looks like they were just bet right back up at penny. So yeah, minus 112 is good for me. Um, I, I can't, I can't get behind this devil's team right now. I just can't do it. And, uh, especially not against a team like the abs. So give me the, give me the abs here at what I yeah. think is a bit too much of a discount. Yeah, and there can sometimes be this thing, right, where team when teams play on a back-to-back. So, you know, in general, you kind of, you know, for those who don't sort of pay attention to this sort of thing, you know, on, in general, on a back-to-back, a team is sort of docked kind of 5% implied win probability, right? And so the thing is, like, with that, because that's sort of standard, like, a lot of that kind of has to do with the idea that you're probably going to get the backup goalie in the second game of a back-to-back, right? It isn't necessarily a team's exhausted or this, that, or whatever, travel, et cetera. It's like, yeah, we kind of already, you know, think that, and, you know, in some cases the backup goalie goes first in, in a back-to-back, but, you know, certainly not coming after an all-star break situation mm-hmm. and, and playing in New York. So it's like, to me, what this line sort of indicates is like, one, as Alex mentioned, that the Devils are somehow getting guys back that, you know, matter and they aren't. But two, it's like they're getting, the Avalanche are kind of getting subtracted for playing on a back-to-back while also getting subtracted for playing a, a, a quote-unquote backup goaltender, right? And so the reason I sort of ask about the goaltender is like, if this guy was some nightmare train wreck that like, you know, desperate times type situation, then that needed to be sort of multiplied on top of just the back-to-back element, if you know what I mean? Like, or is this just like a guy who like most goaltenders in that sort of like middle part of the of hockey where it's like, you know, there isn't 64 good goaltenders and then a massive drop-off. Right. That's just not how mm-hmm. anything works. Right. There's probably 250 good goaltenders, you know, and there's, there's probably five awesome goaltenders. And then there's maybe a drop off to the next like 250 guys. And it just so happens that certain guys, you know, are, you know, drafted by certain teams and get opportunity. And when they get that opportunity, they seize that opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, the reason I asked about the goaltender here, I, I've already forgotten his name, uh, is because it's like, yeah, <laughs> he might just be one of these other guys who, like, when he gets an opportunity, like, he's going to be the most locked in guy on the ice. Right. And that's what we talk about a lot of times, a lot of the time where I don't really care that much, you know, with very few exceptions about who the goaltender is. And I think that might apply to Colorado where it's like, yeah, the team is good enough that you can take their number one goaltender out who like, honestly, you know, two years from now might not be in the league and we might be all looking back and being like, yeah, he actually wasn't even that good. Um, You know, and, and having this guy who, 
you know, you mentioned he's what, 23 years old. Like he might be the starting goaltender in two years, you know, two years from now, as far, you know what I mean? As far as we know, like he might be a Vesna candidate for two, you know, two years from now. Like that's just how it works when it comes to goaltending. Right. So if the avalanche are getting docked because they're playing on a back-to-back again, like Alex said, like a, just a quick drive over to Buffalo um, and they're getting docked because the goaltender is going to be some massive dip. Like, I can't, I can't get with that uh, necessarily either, right? So, um, yeah, like this to me, like you start playing around with the numbers here, and it's like kind of feels like a really, really good deal on the Avalanche here, and so I think mm-hmm. that might be with Alex and that, and uh, you know, having a second um, game where both of us are on the same side, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah, not yeah, tonight. Well, I mean, not tonight. We're going positive, positive vibes only to finish out this season here, Matt. That's what we're adopting. We these these double best bets. We're feeling good about them. Double that, double the confidence from the show. Uh, okay. The people in the chat should feel d- double the confidence there as well. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna grab the Avs minus one twelve. Now, with that being said, there are a couple of people asking about the total in this game. Charles asking about the total. Carrie asking about the over here with uh, uh, Matt's favorite new goaltender, Anunan in net for the Avalanche. We see this total currently sitting at six and a half, minus 115 to the over, a little bit closer to minus 120, widely available. You see some plus monies on the under six and a half there as well. Uh, Moretto, you are Mr. Totals. What are your thoughts on where this one is? Honestly, I... Uh... I'd lean under here a little bit. I bet the under last night in the Avs Rangers game. Um, the Avs are a very low event team. They don't generate like a ton of offense. They're uh, not necessarily a high volume offense. They are a good conversion offense because of the fact that they obviously have some star players. But um, defensively, they're pretty sound. They don't give up a ton. I think Anuna will be fairly sheltered here. Uh, and I don't trust the Devils offensively and what they're producing. So, you know, to have a six, I think the total definitely should be six and a half, just given who the goalies are in this game. But um, given the way the Avs actually profile and the way the Devils are sort of built right now up front with, you know, guys like Hughes out, um, I would lean under with the total this heavily juiced towards the over. But it's just not something I care to bet, given who's in that here. I'd much rather just stick to the side and uh, and be happy with the uh, with the Avs. Yeah, and worth mentioning, right, in that, you know, I've been sort of talking about the second segment of the season. Alex mentioning, like, it's not like the Devils have been lighting it up. Sub 50% in expected goal share and high danger chance share at even strength, right? So, like, way down the list. We're talking worse than the Sabres here. And those numbers come down significantly when uh, Jack Hughes is not in the lineup, which he is not still. So yeah, and that's and that's it, right? That that, that second seat, that second segment of the season, you know, has been largely without Hughes and and Hamilton and, and, uh, Gosh, who was the other guy who was out for a little while? Um, there's a third piece that actually does uh, He matter. sure was out for a bit. I think he sure missed some time. Um, yeah. Meyer? Was he? Uh, anyway. Uh, neither here nor there. Meyer's just been bad. <laughs> he may have just been. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, Meyer's yeah. just sucks. He might be out there. Out, he might be out in name only. He might be uh, He might be literally and McLeod, in. McLeod, has been, McLeod was having a really good season, too. And uh, obviously without him for for obvious reasons and we don't need to yeah. go into that but but that is uh i i don't know feels weird saying a loss but that is like that that's a blow to their team for sure not having the yeah. cloud in the lineup it piles up yep it piles up yeah yeah all right well final game that we've got here uh a bet in for tonight we're going to take a look at the vegas golden knights edmonton oilers game vegas plus 134 hosting the oilers edmonton minus 142 a total of six moretto what are we thinking when it comes to this game here tonight? Are the Oilers going to uh, be able to roll into Vegas, keep their streak alive? Is there going to be too much noise with the Super Bowl going on down there surrounding this team uh, in Vegas? What's the situation and what are you looking at here? I mean, Connor McDavid's dialed in, no? He's put in the all-star performance of all all-star performances. This guy is like... million dollars richer, though. Might be a golf cart. Might be a golf cart situation. Yeah. Extra million yeah, dollars. Yeah, it's going to be a golf cart situation. Fat and happy. I don't, I don't know about that out there in Edmonton. In Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Same. Maybe he's not an oil rig for him or something. He, uh, he's taking yeah. that to and from the rink. Um, I, I think the side is, I think the price is uh, is about right here on the side. Um, total wise, I do lean towards the under, but um, I think they've kind of caught on to our Oilers unders here where we're seeing the total down from six and a half we've been seeing steady six and a half even some sevens for Oilers games and uh obviously the matchup dependent here with the fact that they're playing Vegas um 
which you know is a bit more conducive to an under i think that's why we're getting the total down where it is but it's it's somewhat priced accordingly i want to see for sure if uh, william carlson is back for vegas because it sounds like he's probably going to be back tonight and uh if so i'm not going to have anything uh side or total in this game just gonna sit back and hope for our uh hope for our Oilers to keep winning and hope for our Pacific division futures at the expense of uh, so right. many's happiness, unfortunately. I don't care for it either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Matt, what are your thoughts on this game? Here? I, well, I just, I just don't care for this Oilers Pacific division future. <laughs> no sense, frankly. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I've been trying to figure out like, what are the golden Knights without Eichel and, and Shea Theodore for, you know, Again, the entire basic, uh, you know, second segment of the season. I don't, I don't really know, right? It's like I dare the other guys to to beat me, and then they literally, you know, Stone gets a hat trick, and I go, okay, cool, man. Like you win this round, sir. Um, you know, and so I don't. <laughs> as I'm trying to kind of decipher like what I'm supposed to, how I'm supposed to rate the Golden Knights, I just honestly I've given up. I don't. I I don't acknowledge <laughs> that they play uh, hockey um, until the playoffs, when I'm absolutely forced to. Um, the Golden Knights basically are dead to me um, in you know in, in positive or negative fashion. It's just I just I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be involved with Golden Knights activity. So all right, yeah. all right, fair enough. Simple as that. Uh, now, Matt, I'll do this for you because you didn't get to be here last week. I know you were upset yeah. about missing the segment. We debuted the fill of the future. I, I got one for you guys. I came back from the All-Star break. There was some time. There was some time for me to do some time traveling. So I went ahead. I looked past the end of the trade deadline. I looked into the playoffs, and I looked at the playoff picture, and I found out something. And I want to get your thoughts on it. I want to know if you think that this is factual or if I'm a liar. I went ahead, and I found out the Toronto Maple Leafs missed the playoffs. Matt, is this factual or am I a liar? Um, you know, I got to tell you, I looked at this, you know, I, I didn't do the so money thing where I looked at the standings every day. I looked at the standings today <laughs> after the Leafs lost last night uh, in regulation, as you know, you might've heard. Um, and I was disappointed. <laughs> I was disappointed with the selection of teams sort of chasing and, and their general sort of like how far back they have to come. Like, because I think it's like, there's like a four or five point gap. Um, so, you know, I, I would really, I would pay a, a certain amount of money to see the Leafs miss the playoffs just for the content, <laughs> um, on this show. But at the same I would, time, honestly, I would chip in with you. I'd go halfsies with you. I'd even go, I'd, I'd put three quarters of it in. <laughs> yeah. It, but then I was like, you know what though? Like, as we've talked about, I think last time I was on, shockingly, we talked about the Leafs last time I was on, um, I really enjoy the point in the in the playoffs when when the Leafs exit too, right? And so like a, a, a low level whimper for them to miss the playoffs would be would be really disappointing um, from like our content from like a late April early May standpoint. So do I really want to see them to miss the playoffs? You know, maybe I don't when I really think about it. Uh, will they or won't they? Like obviously, what do what do we have by the way on a them to make or miss the playoffs? Does anybody have that handy? Maybe somebody in the chat. Is ready to rock and roll with that, or maybe it's not even available at this point. Like I wouldn't be surprised. I think the issue is the you're minus right, eight hundred to them. make the playoffs, plus five hundred <laughs> for them to miss the playoffs. I mean, if I just talked about the Pittsburgh Penguins, sort of had you know, sort of doing a little veteran run here in the back end of the season, because I think that's kind of the only team here. I don't know if what you guys think of as far as like, is there another team that can kind of weasel their way in there and catch the Maple? And also, you need the Red Wings to stabilize and not kind of fall off yeah the thing is you need because yeah. the, the flyers you assume the flyers are going to drop off so you would need like the islanders the penguins and That's the red wings thing. probably and then you need the the lightning to stay in that perch which i think they will i'm, com I'm yeah. comfortable that that can happen um do i think the red wings can can climb up there i don't um i think the penguins and islanders are both very much capable i don't trust the wings whatsoever um sorry to write wing fan yeah in the chat um yeah just <laughs> I just don't quite see it. If there was like, if Buffalo had shown a pulse maybe earlier, you know, it would have been nice. They could have been in this mix right now. That's a team that, but like, the, honestly, and the Devils just don't seem like they're going to get reinforcements back soon enough. Um, maybe the, if the Devils can go on a tear, that's, I think, the chance. I think the chance we have is the Devils going on a tear. My dream scenario is the Leafs 
trading their first round pick for basically a pending UFA who does not resign, <laughs> Leafs missed the playoffs, and they don't even get to use that like top 18 or whatever it is pick. Just uh, right. that's 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 the dream. That's the dream. I don't ask for a lot in life. I would like that. I mean, I kind of think like wild card is embarrassing enough. You know what I mean? And it's like the perfect kind of embarrassing where it's like, man, all of this and you guys just made the wild card. And then we get to ask Zach, like basically every show from now until the playoffs, like which first place team would you rather face? Right. Like that's kind of <laughs> yeah, a fun game. Like, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what kind of cool name we'll have for it, but in between Zach's photoshopping, he'll be able to come up with something fun. <laughs> like, yeah. wh- you know, which, which first place team would the least like to face and have their fan base complain about needing to change the system because somehow the system is the thing that is on trial. Um, even though they'll make, you know, even if they'll be a wild card team, which again is just embarrassing enough to be wildly disappointing for the fan base. And like, Honestly, isn't that just what this is all about, right? Yeah, just finding is. just that sweet spot and an embarrassment and pain for everybody involved, right? It's the same thing with the Canucks. Like, don't get me wrong here. It's the same thing with the Canucks. Like, we're going to do, like, a whole, like, finish first, like, maybe overall in the league. And then, like, guess what? You get the Los Angeles Kings. Like, probably oh, all no. games all games scheduled on Tuesdays. Like, somehow that game, that's going to go seven weeks because they can't play on game, on days other than Tuesdays against the Kings. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like, how, how is that going to go for me, right? So, I mean, listen, it, it goes both ways. I completely understand that. And, uh, you know, we're, we're here to sort of face the music and pay the piper here. So um, I, I thought you were going to ask many. me about who's got the coolest toe drag. But, you know, you're asking me about the least making the playoffs. So that's my honest answer. Well, I mean. Such as it was. That's fine. You you know what? We're all We're all in the same boat here. I was a liar. And I'll tell you what, I was a liar because I went ahead and I found out they not only made the playoffs, they won the Stanley Cup. This Whoa. is the year. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I almost removed you from the stream there. You're going to turn Whoa. it around, boys. Whoa. We're going all positive down the stretch. I was negative Nancy coming in throughout this point of the year. I say, fuck it. Throw caution to the wind. We're winning the Cup. Why not us? Why not our year? This mm-hmm. is the one. No golf oh. carts. Stay in red. I've heard that like for the it. last 20 years. <laughs> anyways let's recap the picks that we have here for tonight if you do want to see those you can head over to the bet stamp app in the find better section as edgework hq see all the picks we give out on a daily weekly monthly basis see what we've done throughout the course of the season but obviously the easiest way to do so and find out why and how and when we're making these picks is to just watch the show you might as well just do that instead over here on the Edgework HQ YouTube channel, over on podcast platforms, that's fine too if you do consume it that way. But if you're on there, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the, over there. Here's our picks for tonight. We do have a bunch of them, so we'll run through. But every single one of these is a full unit play, so I will not clarify on each individual one. They are all full unit. Let's start first and foremost with the Buffalo Sabres, the Disgusting Brothers play in the night. Buffalo Sabres plus 137 money line against the Dallas Stars there. Uh, Then we move on to the Florida-Philadelphia game. We're taking the under six, minus 111, as well as the Penguins money line, minus 110 against the Jets. The Habs-Capitals game, under six, minus 119. And finally, the Colorado Avalanche money line, minus 112 tonight against the New Jersey Devils. Those are our picks for tonight's games. We do appreciate everyone who's tuned in here. If you haven't already, hit that like button on the stream right now. If you're on podcast platforms, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. We do appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in here today. Matt, Alex, thank you guys for taking the time to do this. Matt, good to see you. Glad, glad you're back from vacation. Moretto, happy to see you made it out of All-Star Festivities alive this weekend. I know that you were really busy front and center having to represent Toronto there as the captain from the uh, hometown team. So we do appreciate that for you showing up here today for everyone else. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 10 30 AM Eastern time. We appreciate the support. Look forward to seeing you then enjoy the games tonight. Good luck on your bets.